you are listening to be free now a show about spreading love compassion forgiveness and tolerance by blending western and eastern philosophies lifestyle and cultures through a holistic approach discover new tools to take care of your physical mental emotional and spiritual well-being and establish great relationship within yourself and with others around you empowering your personal and professional lives tune in and start building a beautiful world that you had always envisioned with your host Durga Mamidpalli a trauma and grief relief specialist and stress management and spiritual coach serving people all over the world for past 15 years we will start the show with a prayer om sarve bhavantu sukhinah sarve santu niramayah sarve bhadrani pashyantu maa kaschit dukha bhag bhave om shanti 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 may all be happy may all be free from illness may all see auspiciousness everywhere may no one suffer om Hi hello namaste welcome to the show be free now with your host durga mamidpalli and today's topic is women empowerment and peace today we are going to talk about how women should be strong and empowered to bring the peace in the society and the family in this crucial time as we see lot of things are going on around this period and lot of moms single moms who might have lost their jobs and losing their hope and moms who has jobs and kids handling the kids and staying at home everything is like so challenging and too much on women but women being so strong is very important in this crucial time and so we are here to talk about that with our guest today Teresa Sims she is a mindset transformational coach and she is an multi-award winning author and three times best-selling co-author. Teresa understands the effects of abuse, neglect, facing near-death, attempted suicide and chronic injuries. Teresa believes the events of our past must not define who we are in our present or future. She has rebuilt her life by transforming her mindset and now teaches others to do the same. Her award-winning book, A Century of Secrets, details how deep-seated family scars have impacted the identities of her family for multiple generations. Teresa's writing gave her the wings to conquer the traumas of her past. So here we have Teresa with us to tell us all the tools that she used, how she overcome her challenges, how she became so empowered. Learning from her, it will be a, such a privilege for all of us. Welcome to the show, Teresa. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So, I, uh, Teresa, can you please tell me about your journey, like that you went through so much trauma as, as a kid, and how how you came out of it? From where you got all that strength, and what is that process? You know, I I'm, I can't. honestly say there's one particular thing um you know i went through the childhood abuse the neglect the sexual assault um the drugs and alcohol and attempted suicide and i think it was shortly after that point in time where i realized you know i'm i'm allowing other people to control my life 
rather than me stepping up and being in control of who I am and what I do and what I represent in this world. So I, uh, I, unfortunately, at that point in time, my decision to marry a fellow um, wasn't the best one. Um, I went into an abusive marriage by thinking that I was, you know, getting out of my family home. And, uh, you know, when you um, leave one negative, negative situation that you've grown up with, it, it almost identifies you. You tend to magne- or, um, attract the same soul. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened to me, but I stayed within this marriage for 25 years and 25 oh. years. And, you know, uh, the physical violence was there, then it went to psychological violence. <laughs> it is a violence, you know, for your uh, sanity and your mental health. And, uh, you know, then I had my children. I, I also lost three pregnancies and life just never seemed to get any better for me. And then, you know, we um, we built a farmhouse and we lived out on the farm and then my grandmother took ill. So I had her moved in with me. So I was caring for my elderly grandmother, raising my two sons, had a husband that, you know, worked off the farm, but I was responsible for everything. And it was just way too much. And I felt like I was being isolated I was being constantly watched. Um, He was watching everything I did. He was criticizing everything I did. If I started to lose weight, he was getting concerned that I was messing around with somebody else. You know, it, it just, it was a horrible situation to live in. And I felt like I was honestly dying inside. So what I did was I drew upon my faith. Now, I was raised Roman Catholic, so that's, that was my faith. And I, I found at that point in time, if I went and just sat in the building, in the church, I would find peace. It was the only place that I found peace because when I was a young child getting uh, beat up by my sister I, before school, I would run to the church and hide until school started. So the church was my sanctuary, if you want to call it that. So I would go into the church, and I sat there one day contemplating everything, you know, with my grandmother and my my sons and my husband and all that sort of thing. And I, what I believe was, I witnessed a miracle. And for me, um, it was what I needed. I went home, and I had strength that I found that I didn't think I had anymore. I was courageous. It, it all came flooding back. I don't know how, but it did. And my grandmother um, was a really strong lady as well. She had gone through so much in her life. And I think that's where I get the courage and the strength from. There's an inner, mm. inner determination that I have that nothing is ever going to keep me down. Because everything I was told I couldn't do when I was young, I did. <laughs> you know, wow. I, was, I was born cripple, so I, I couldn't... There was no way I could walk, so I wore casts for the first, casts and braces for the first two years of my life. Then I started walking and running, and then they told me, no, don't do this, you can't do that, you'll hurt your feet. Well, I did every sport under the sun. I became quite an athlete, just to prove them wrong. (laughs) You know, so that's who I am, in a nutshell. (laughs) 
But, uh, you know, having that one experience of sitting in the church and finding my inner strength again, I went home and I made a decision and I wanted to go back to work off the farm. So I went and re-educated a little bit. And my older son at this point in time was heading off to university. So, you know, I looked at my spouse and and he doesn't even he didn't even talk to me anymore like there was just nothing there and Mm. I thought what are we doing what are we doing not only to ourselves but to each other and to our kids so I started taking the steps to leave that marriage I went back to school I got a job I did everything I possibly could I struggled with not being able to get credit I couldn't get a credit card in my own name because at that point in time, they weren't doing that for women. And, you know, there were so many different factors. But I found that once I was out and working and meeting other people, my confidence started to rebuild because I was constantly put down. I was constantly, as a child, I grew up believing, because I was told this by my sibling, that I was fat and ugly. That's what I was told every day of my life. I began to believe that. And then my former husband was always, you know, well, who would want you? Look at you, you know, this kind of thing. And, you know, so defeating to the the human being. But I thought, you know what? No, that's not right. That's not who I am. That's their issue. So I finally, um, after, (laughs) it's very ironic, I couldn't get enough money to get out of that marriage because he kept taking my money. But it took my grandmother passing away during this time and left me some money that I was able to get out. So (laughs) it was just uh, divine intervention, I want to call it. You know, how she she supported you while she's alive and she supported you when she's gone also. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. It was it was because of her that I was able to get out. And she knew that I wanted to leave him. And, and she said, good for you, because he, I told you never to marry him in the first place. You know, hindsight, right? But, but <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's funny how that works. But, you know, I... I Everything was going well. I, I, after the divorce, I went to uni- uh, college for the first time in my life. I found the strength and the, the will and the want to just explore who I was. And, and I was 44 years old at the time. So it, it was, you know, going to college with a bunch of 18-year-olds and 20-year-olds was kind of different and fun. But... Um, you know, and then eventually I met a lovely man, and, and uh, we got married And a couple of years later. And eight months after we were married, I was hit head-on in a car accident. And, you know, I saw my life flash before my eyes, and I honestly thought I was going to die. And I think it took that incident to say, wait a minute, uh, there's more here for me than, you know, I wasn't killed for a reason. I was mm. saved for a reason, and I think it was because I had to share something. And at this point in time, I didn't quite know what that was yet because I was severely injured in the accident. Um, you know, I had 10 fractured teeth. I had a uh, third whiplash, um, multiple soft t- tissue injuries throughout my body, uh, brain injury, all those kinds of things. And it took me nine years to be able to feel human again and to stop all the actions, you know, accidents, uh, to get the payout, to, you know, go through the trauma, go through the um, rehab, all of that. It took multiple years. But while I was 
going through all of that, I was thinking, I kept writing, wanting to write a book. And I've always wanted to write a book since I was a little kid. And I thought it was always about my grandmother's journey because she had a really, really difficult life. And I thought, you know, if I can write about her and make her life release her spirit and, and you know, release the pain out of her, then that's what I was supposed to do. But every time I tried to write A Century of Secrets, some other piece of information would come out of the woodwork. And that's where the lies all came from, the lies and the secrets. And once all the lies have finally been uncovered, which I just found out recently, they're finished, the lies are uncovered, um, I I managed to get the book written. And um, it's won three international awards three years in a row. So... that's exciting for me. That empowers me to keep doing what I'm doing. And then, you know, I always said that if if it helped one person, that's what I'm here for. Because the small town I come from, um, the one family doctor there had sexually assaulted me when I was a young girl. I wrote about that in the book. And there have been dozens of women from my hometown that have read it and said to me, I know who that doctor is. He did it to me too. And each one of us thinking that we were alone, you know, we've come together to say, wait a minute, look, we're not alone. So it, it starts the healing process. And I think it's by you know, um, writing it out, having the conversations, talking about it openly and honestly that have helped heal that aspect. Now those women could go and say, wait a minute, I'm not alone in this, which we're never alone. There's always someone on this earth that's had a similar experience to what we've gone through. And, you know, if we can share our stories and help one individual, then I've done something good for this world. And that's, that's what my mission has been about. Wow. Wow, it's a very intense journey. It is. <laughs> you know, it's, it's self-awareness and self-care that's so vital to all of us, especially in this time. Yeah, Don't we, you think? we sometimes tend to forget that, right? Like we need to take care of ourselves also. Like being a mom, I always tend to forget that I keep my family first and my kid first and, you know, I... Uh, meeting at the right time or doing my yoga or my exercise, we give importance to others and then we tend to like take us to the back step. So it's, yeah, it's very important to take care of ourselves too. Exactly. Because I I know for, you know, up until I was in my 40s, or 50s, honestly, I wasn't even on the list. (laughs) You know, everybody was first before me. And then I did the coaching work and, and, you know, uh, had some great therapist friends and whatnot that we've talked a lot about. And, no, wait a minute, I need to be the top of the list. And that's where all of us need to be, is at the top of the list. Because if we can't care for ourselves and give for ourselves and to ourselves, we can't really do it for anyone else effectively the way we should. It's the same as self-love. If you can't love yourself, how do you expect to love someone else? And also I feel that if you don't love yourself, then I don't think people also feel that we are also, you know, worth of love. Exactly, especially now that we're caught in our own homes and things, right, with what's going on. It, we we need to keep in mind, I think, that we're stronger and more resilient than we think we are. And that's that's mostly said for women because we get put down a lot and we do it ourselves too. We, uh, we think everybody else should come before us, but I don't think so. And mm-hmm. in my experience, I think we need to put ourselves first. 
We need to look after ourselves, do self-care, do self-love, be self-aware, yeah. and practice a meditation exercise, something, you know, whether it's a guided visualization, meditation, yoga, um, exercise, walking in nature alone, um, you know, nowadays, just something that brings you joy yeah. and brings calming. Those are all really great tips. Um, on this note, we'll take a little break. We will be right back. You have been listening to the show, Be Free Now, with your host, Durga Mamadipalling. Welcome back to the show, Be Free Now, with your host, Durga Mamadipalli. And today's guest is Teresa Sims, and we, she's been sharing all her journey. Wow, what such an intense journey. But I have to bow down to her courage, what and all she went through, but still she stood up for all of us to share her wisdom, to share her knowledge, to empower lots and lots of women in this generation. now going back to her what we what we can do during these challenging periods to stay grounded to stay strong welcome back teresa thank you nice to be back <laughs> so yeah we were you were sharing all your knowledge about like how we can utilize this time to stay stronger and how we can kindle that self love and self care do more yoga meditation and doing all that so i would like to hear more about what what are the other tips that do you suggest any nlp tips for the women that could help them during this situation Mm-hmm. I think, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, what I found that actually works for, for me and for a lot of my clients is to just journal every day as well. I know journaling seems like it's an overused thing, but it actually does work. So I, for myself, I use um, five things I'm grateful for, five things I have um, uh, intention for that, that I'm going to do, and five things that I'm going to grow on. So, five things for each. So, every day, you know, you write down what you're grateful for, and it it can be the same thing every day, but I mean, try to find something different. So, for today, I'm grateful that we've been able to have this conversation. I'm also yes. grateful that it's going to be shared. You know, and my intention is to get the word out there more and more, however that may be, whatever that may look like. And my growth point is I'm I'm getting stronger at doing interviews. I love doing interviews myself. So, I uh, you know, 
growing and getting the message out there. It's, it's helping me as a human being to grow and expand. So journaling is a really good thing, even if it's just point form. It doesn't have to be a long essay unless you feel like doing that. That's also healthy because that's why I wrote my book. It was very therapeutic for me. So um, I think also practicing... Um, you know, uh, box breathing, it's called. Well, this is one I learned from Brene Brown. So uh, you picture a square, and on one side, you inhale for four, to the count of four. You hold it for four. You exhale for four. And you hold it again for four. So it's just doing conscious breathing, which will help your body relax. It will take your conscious mind <laughs> you know, and stop it from spinning a little bit because you're focusing on the breathing. And mm. you really need to also be aware of where you're feeling the breath go in your body. And as you exhale, notice where you're feeling the release come from your body. Because I'm one with my injuries to my neck. I've always, you know, a lot of times if I get tense, my shoulders are up around my ears, which a lot of us do, you know. Like it's, you get tense, your, your shoulders go up. Yeah. Well, when you consciously breathe, you focus on those, those releases and you can just feel your shoulders go down and relax. And, you know, you just keep doing that. And that is so helpful. It, even, it can take less than five minutes. That is very... Interesting. It mm. works. And if you go outside, I mean, it's getting better outside now. If you go out on your lawn, and I would suggest doing it in your bare feet, to connect with the earth and do the breathing that way. And, you know, if you've got the sunshine available, then have the sunshine on your face. It will help. All these things will help to keep you calm. And I would also say that, you know, we're, we're more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. We just haven't had the time or the ability to dig deep into that resilience and into our own courage. It's there. It just gets overwhelmed with everything else that life throws at us. So if we stop and take five minutes and do these practices, you know, it can, it can so change what's going on with us. It can keep us calm. And that radiate, radiates to those around us in our houses right now that we're stuck inside with, right? If one person is flying off the handle, then everyone's going to feel that energy and it's going to be just, you know, awful. <laughs> but if you can be the center, the focus, the nucleus, and, and keep yourself in a good spot where you're calm and you're at peace and change what you, what you can change around you and talk, keep conversations open with those around you. I think conversation has been lost in a lot of cases, and we don't talk about what's important. We just shove it, you know, shovel it off and put it on the shelf and, oh, we'll get to it, or we'll just bypass it, or it's too uncomfortable to deal with. But, you know, if it's, if it's telling you something that you need to deal with it, then you really need to face that issue, to put it aside, to get it dealt with, and step away from it. We have that ability. We just don't use it enough. So if you want something bad enough, I guess, then you find a way to make that happen. And it can be simple as goal setting. You know, you set a big goal, but then you set little goals before that, like stepping stones, so that you can accomplish things. And, you know, it'd be, you'd be amazed how much your energy will lift. Yeah, I observed that in my personal life also. Like, though you have the intention, if you 
you might be having that you wanted to accomplish that, but if you don't put your intention or attention there, it won't grow. Like as soon as I feel like, oh, no, I need to focus on writing my book, then boom. Immediately, like, you know, you get the plan, uh, you will make time for it, and you will come around uh, the action plan for it. Like, as you said, the small steps that you can divide it and, okay, this is my weekly goal, this is my monthly goal, and boom, like within four months it will be out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, I think it's also important that for a lot of us women, we, um, we let other people talk us out of things <laughs> that we really want to do or that is important to us, but the other person thinks it may not be, but who are they to say? Listen to them. If their, their comments are legitimate, then okay, then think, rethink your plan maybe. But I've let too many people talk me out of things and say, well, why are you doing that? Well, then you start to lose momentum, but that's not fair. This is our journey. That's their journey. You know, let them, the other person, do their thing and you follow your dreams, your journey. My journey is different than yours, and who am I to tell you which one you should be on? I can't because I'm not walking your path. So I think it's important that we keep our dreams alive, you know, and do a lot of self-care, a lot of self-talk. Self-talk is so important. The other, the, one other thing I, I tell my clients to do is to write their um, limiting beliefs or their statements that are harming them, um, their thoughts that are, you know, really distracting them, all those sorts of things. Write it down on a piece of paper, fold it up, and go outside and light a candle <laughs> and burn it. Let it go to the universe like we don't want it anymore. Exactly, you know, because I, I was doing the, the examples of uh, giving your limiting belief a shape, a size, a color, you know, a thickness, all that kind of density, all that kind of thing. And then what would you do with it? And I said, well, if I bury it, it could come up. I'm not doing that. So, you know, send it off in a rocket up to the, the uh, through a wormhole in the universe or whatever and let it blow up up there. It can never come back at me. <laughs> so, you know, those visualizations of doing those things, and the actual physical uh, thing of burning the paper is very therapeutic as well because you're giving it away. It does no longer exist, and it, does, it is no longer attached to you. So, and then you replace that negative limiting, limiting belief with a positive affirmation, which I use with my clients as well and using NLP as well. So my, one of the exercises we do is to, to describe yourself in three words – and they, they have to be your power word. And mine that I came up with was courageous, resilient, and honest. Those are my three power words. Wow. So, and a little bit of a, an NLP technique is to set an anchor of reminding yourself what those three power words are. So yeah. I usually tell my clients to tap on their thigh. So you pick a spot and tap with one finger on your thigh, and you repeat those words if you're in the meeting, you just repeat them in your mind. But if you're at home, repeat them out loud. And it's really key to, to, for both because you need to hear it, you need to see it, you need to feel what those words are. You need to really let those words absorb themselves into you. And that anchor has been set. And then any time you're feeling or feeling that you need to have the reminder, you just tap on that spot and your three words will come back to you. And it's like you t it kind of resets who, what you're doing. 
it resets your your mind pretty much so then you know you are those words oh yeah i'm courageous i'm resilient and i'm honest so let's get on with this yeah i do the similar it. kind of thing in my practice too like coming up with a statement with three mm-hmm. words and they will yep. make a statement of uh, of it and that will be their like mantra like they keep <laughs> chanting it again and again and again until like they start believing it like they start making it as a real you know exactly and that's that's the nice part about uh, nlp is it actually when you do that it goes into your subconscious mind where lasting change happens and yeah. it, it it's you know the conscious mind isn't where lasting change happens i don't believe but uh, <laughs> but anyway that's what i've done and you know it really it really does work it worked for me it's working and i do this work myself on myself so i know it does work and that's why i'm so passionate about teaching it and sharing it because it does work yeah it is the yeah. i think i i also believe in that like i always practice the stuff that i'm going to teach on myself and most of the time if i don't have any personal experience i'm not comfortable in teaching to others because i don't know how it feels right so yeah exactly exactly and that's and thank you so much for sharing all these uh, wonderful tips and especially your intense journey like and how you came out you i see you like a heroine like you know he he oh my goodness <laughs> and i'm so glad that i got this opportunity to chat with you and to know you more and you know learning all these tips such a privilege and i'm sure that all my audience would definitely would love all the tips and uh, suggestions that you gave mm-hmm. i'm hoping that they use it a one or all and then they will see the benefit of it if they just start with one start simple changes yeah, yeah. thank much. you very much for having me i do appreciate that and you know if anyone wants to get in touch with me i'm happy to chat my website is teresasims.com that's t e r e s a s y m s.com and there's no space between the name it's all one word and they can email me at teresa at teresasims.com um i'm on facebook i'm on linkedin yeah please reach out to her if you need more suggestions and more help thank you for listening as always it is such a joy and honor to have you with me every time you tune in you can connect with me on facebook group be free now coach for daily motivation and inspiration for your personal and professional life until you tune in next time Remember to be free now because you are born to be free. Thank you for tuning in to Be Free Now show with your host Durga Mamidpalli. We will end the show with a prayer for universal peace and well-being. May there be peace in earth, water, fire and air, the sun, moon and planet, in all living beings, in body, in mind, in heart. May that peace be everywhere and in everyone. May all live in universal love and goodwill. Bhoomi Mangalam, Budaga Mangalam, Anni Mangalam, Vayu Mangalam, Gagana Mangalam, Surya Mangalam, Chandra Mangalam, Jagat Mangalam, Jeeva Mangalam, Deha Mangalam, Mano Mangalam, Atma Mangalam, Sarva Mangalam, Bhavatu Bhavatu Bhavatu, Sarva Mangalam, Bhavatu Bhavatu Bhavatu, Sarva Mangalam, Bhavatu Bhavatu Bhavatu, Sarva Mangalam, Bhavatu Bhavatu Bhavatu,